0: in nature birds of a feather flock together insects and bacteria swarm and fish form schools these terms describe the collective behavior of a large number of self-propelled entities that is these entities move or work together as a group how is this kind of behavior simulated well i don't know but in this episode number 2212 bill and sean johnston the cg pros, will be telling us when they answer the commonly asked question how are swarming and flocking animations created? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast.
1: Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast and thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, it's really great to see you. Today's episode, we're going to be answering a question submitted by Brittany Chang from Hong Kong to our Ask Us Anything page at CGBros.com. And Brittany asks, how are swarming and flocking animations created?
2: And by the end of our discussion today, You'll not only have an understanding of what swarming, flocking, and even schooling animations are, but also uh, you'll know a little bit of history behind it as well. Uh, We're going to be talking about and showing you some of our favorite examples from some films, as well as uh, talking about some software tools that are out there that you can use to create your own swarming and flocking animations. And be sure to stay to the end of the podcast as well, where we'll be uh, jumping into the mailbag and sharing some uh, great comments from some new media producers, as well as fans who've chosen to feature their video on the cg bros youtube channel well i'm sean johnston one of your hosts for this edition of the cg insider podcast and i'm
1: bill johnston and the together other host and together we are known high and low as the cg bros so this is this is very related to the last podcast uh, isn't
2: it bill it, it really is It's very closely related actually um you know it's they're like it, brothers they are like brothers yes they're they're cg brothers um <laughs> And and that's because they're they both have to do with animating of course hundreds thousands or even millions of, of uh, creatures or en- entities at a time. Right. Um, but uh, instead of talking about how crowds are animated in this podcast, we're going to talk about how flocking, swarming, and schooling animation is created. And those are basically uh, you know more more along the lines of behavioral animation um, because flocking and schooling animation. Not only do you have to deal with the base animation uh, of the creature, uh, you know how they move or how they fly. Say, if you're talking about birds, how they how they flap. You know how, how they actually, you know what their motion is. Uh, but you have to layer um, behavioral animation on top of that, which are basically a set of rules that that makes them aware of each other uh, instead of just being, you know, little, uh, you know, like in the crowd simulation that we t- the crowd sims that we were referring to last week. You know each one is a little autonomous agent that goes about his business and he just he he's aware and he's smart he knows where he's going and how fast to go and not to bump into others I mean he's smart enough not to bump into another agent but that that's really kind of where it ends unless you have a i where they you know in, invoke different animation sequences and and stuff depending on on what animations being played on the other characters but that that's that's where a i is really coming in and we talked about massive software to do that but uh, this is a little different um, because each individual has to respond and, and move as a, as a unit, as a whole unit. Uh, and you've seen uh, birds uh, flocking in the sky. Yes. And, and schools of fish swimming around. I mean, they, they, they're aware of each other. They, they swim depending on, you know, their speed is depending on the na- their neighbors, how fast their neighbor is moving and, and uh, how fast it's going, and the direction. You know, what's their, what's the neighbor doing? So uh, flocking, uh, swarming, and, and schooling uh, animations are all... You know, are very complex uh, at the heart of it, and it's, 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 it's a whole level above crowd animation.
1: You know what's fascinating is, is thinking about when, when you've seen birds and bees and and uh, fish uh, swimming quickly or flying quickly, how they they must uh, be self-aware or aware of themselves, not self-aware, but aware of their neighbor so quickly and, and be able to react so quickly so they don't s- slam into each other and and, and basically fall to the ground or, or die in the, in the, in the water, because uh, some of those schools can be pretty big and pretty heavy. And so if they're smashing into each other, that can, that can be a, you know, death for those things. So, well, it goes back to uh, the, if you go a little bit of the history of this swarming, flocking, schooling goes all the way back to around, I mean, the mathematics behind it have, have been built over the years from probably gosh, fifties, uh, sixties, but in 1986, um, a guy named Craig Reynolds uh, created a simulated model that produces um, behavior similar to the way of you know flocks of birds, like we we're discussing, and schools of fish behave. And so that's he created a thing called um, uh, a flocking creatures called uh, Boids, and that's it's basically an artificial life, like you're saying, simulation, uh, where you're you're replicating the behavior of flock of birds in the computer, and it looks really really good. Even if you go back to one of the first, um, films that was, was made and, and just, I'm going to give a little bit of credit here. So there, there, if you go to, um, uh, the history of CGI on YouTube, there's a great channel and he's got, uh, the, one of the first films that were, was made based on that technology called Stanley and Stella in breaking the ice. And I've got a little, uh, little snippet of that. We don't have to watch the whole thing, but if you could pin me, Bill, I, I just want to show this. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Even looking back at that time, you know, I was very impressed with it because this is actually from, I saw the original from um, the Mind's Eye, I believe, or Beyond the Mind's Eye uh, video back in, on VHS back in the day in, in the uh, early 90s. So here you go. Let me check this out. We'll, we'll play this thing, just a little bit of it. It, it starts off, it's kind of a cute story. There, there's fish underneath. And there's there's a flocking fish and then flocking birds at the top uh, and, with, you know, separated by water in this little globe. And they're swimming around, and all of a sudden, one of them notices the fish, notices the bird that's flying around up up above, and they kind of make eye contact, and they one they want to be united together. It's it's kind of a cool cool little story, but you know, looking at the uh, birds, it it looks pretty neat, doesn't it, Bill?
2: It does, and you know the thing that, uh, about. You know, flocking animations and stuff is you, it's impractical to, to animate everyone by hand. I mean, you can animate, say, the hero character that we're seeing now, that could be hand animated, or and the hero, you know, the hero characters. But, you know, when you're trying to animate a, a flock of, 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 the, of characters, trying to do it by hand is just impractical. I mean, that they used to do it that way in the big, very, very, very beginning, but, uh, but there's other ways to do it as well. So, you know, for such as instancing, you know, uh, Animated objects to to particles and and uh, that's kind of a a, a a cheat way to do it and you can get away with a lot of things doing doing it that way and that's that's primarily how we we did it in the early days.
1: Yeah, if you didn't have a, a flocking um, you know, script or some type of a plugin that allowed you to do that, at the very beginning, you would you would basically have um, your fish or your bird flying along a spline and you would have you just vary the splines and have them try you know you draw them in three D space and have them follow that as your as your uh, your cheat or if you didn't have that flocking plugin um, exactly
2: and so. yes and the, and I used to use actually I used to create motion paths from particles so yeah, I would shoot particles out and you know in a random you know have random uh, fields attached to them and so they'd have nice random motions and then I could create actually uh, animation paths from the path of the particles and then I would go ahead and attach my my characters to that and you could get some pretty believable swarming behavior that way as well. Yeah,
1: so that's the end that was a really cute uh, cute one where they're t- kissing at the end
2: <laughs> well let me let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit more about so what, what craig reynolds was talking about what he developed in in 1986 was was a, that what you called what boids um and and they're based on certain rules uh, of behavior and uh, i'm gonna go ahead and share uh th- this is basically uh and this is net, and um but it basically shows is it's a Boyd simulator um and uh, it just basically demonstrates the algorithm that we were referring to. And this is just a, ra- I mean, this is what d- particles would, would be doing. Um, they're, they're aware of the borders, and that's really about it. But once you actually start uh, adjusting some of the, the four, uh, you know, um, values that, that, that bring um, cohesion to the whole thing. So here's cohesions. Uh, if we bring cohesion up, you know, they're all separated now. We can bring separation up so that they come together a little more. Uh, we can bring alignment up. And their visual range—how how how much can they see each other? And you'll see that as we bring these things up, and you can adjust these in different ways. And this is really cool. I I would recommend going here if you have any interest in this at all. Um, And what you what you'll find is they're all going to catch up with each other. Oh, that's fascinating. And depending on the on the on the. The settings that we, you know, the values that you set here, you can really get different the behavior of different types of creatures, different because different creatures have different visual ranges, they, 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 they're they aligned differently, they, they all have different behaviors I'm, is what I'm trying to say. So just, you know, uh, getting a little more sep- se- uh, separation in there, you can get some really nice uh, backup on the cohesion, you can get a little more random uh, feel, and that's, that really looks a lot more like uh, fish, in my opinion. I, you know, it looked at, it looked like to me when you first had it going at the
1: very beginning of the default settings. Mm-hmm. There, I, I almost thought you were playing um, what was it, asteroids, and everything was just going all over the place, and you had a million asteroids all over the place, <laughs> and you're blast,
2: you blast them in a million pieces. So, well, the cool thing about this thing is, is, is when you set the rules up, basically the, the birds, uh, you know, they're supposed to steer towards the center of mass of of the mass of birds. They're supposed to match the speed and direction of nearby birds, and they're not supposed to collide with birds. Uh, they're supposed to speed up or slow down depending you know depending on what their neighbor uh, neighbors are doing as well as you know being repelled uh, as you can see by or that I was showing you by the end of the box so um, I think it's you, just a, it's a simple thing but uh, you know trying to do this by hand would be just impossible
1: I think that you could also uh, you know if you're doing this for a shot for a film and, and and depending how how close or how far your your camera is from your your shot you could you they, they could collide you'd never even see it
2: Especially well, if that's true and of you know, course and everything's for built for the camera right exactly so if you if yeah if you're far if it's a far away or mid shot then yeah you'd never see an uh, intersection
1: Absolutely um so just as a just a kind of a a, a neat uh, aside to that or a little uh, trivia that uh that particular scene that you saw uh, um Stanley and, and Stella in breaking the ice that was uh actually uh, made on a Symbolics 3600 series workstation, which is no, that, that company is no longer in business. But that particular um, uh, uh, Symbolics.com, actually, that domain name um, that was registered in 1985 was the first .dot um, com domain uh, ever registered in the world, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then the next, the next uh, advanced uh, bird flock computer animation was around 1989. And uh, Eurythemy, I believe, is the name of that, that film. That was kind of uh, an interesting little history of, of that. Um, and then, of course, what we talked about last time was Lord of the Rings, um, the trilogy. And, in fact, you know, we said they're brothers, you know, crowd. And then, of course, flocking and things like that. Those are similar technologies known. Uh, you know, we talked about massive software. So so a lot of the, the swarm technologies is, is is based, a lot of it um, is, is on this. This uh, it's a cheap version, basically, um, and a simple, simplified version of what Massive is doing.
2: I think I think you had a couple of cool videos, didn't you, of, of some uh, crowd or, or some flocking? Uh, um,
1: some of, of you know? my favorite. This particular one is is uh, if you want to pin me on that, I'll show you this one. This one also is um, this was a this is one that was done in, in the water, which I thought is is a, as an artist did this one as as a test for a commercial. Um, this is a pretty fantastic one. I, I thought this one was amazing. This is actually, um, uh, I think it's Hakim Hiroshi. Um, he did this uh, custom flocking system um, that made some letters. It was an R&D test for a commercial he was doing, but I think it so, looks super realistic. And the lighting is just really, really nicely done.
2: I was gonna say that reminds me of a, a scene in Finding Nemo where he's talking to the fish, and they're all, you know, they make billboards with their bodies. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a very good. That's a good shot. Well, one, uh, you know, go ahead. One of my one of my favorites. One of my other favorites. Uh, one of my favorites is the is the uh, Matrix. Uh, one of the shots from the Matrix. Um, the Sentinels. The Sentinels. That's that's really a great great uh, scene. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, show that here real quick.
1: It, that was that was uh, visually stunning when I watched that the first time. I, that, yeah, that definitely great great example, Bill. That I can't wait to see that one. That one's that one's really neat.
2: There we go. This is where they're coming out of the tunnel. Ah, oh, kill you, I'll kill you all. <laughs> yeah, we don't have audio, so I'm gonna, I'm kind of helping. Yeah, the foley, do the foley. <laughs> So they're 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 bussing through they bust through the top and and they're you know what's really nice about these sentinels uh, sentinels is they actually have tentacles as well so it it's always uh, you know when you see uh, swarming things I just like the insectoid feel of them the the the, the it's like long streaming hair it, it kind of is but then they come to life and they can actually grab and kill kill things right um, so this you know and, they, and then when they break through the ceiling which is just a really tremendous a tremendous scene coming up. Uh, and I think I think when I saw this, I, I said, "How the heck did they animate all those sentinels?" Especially when it bursts out of the ceiling here, coming up. I, I said, "How the and, and to do it with such quality, Sean? I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it before or since. Well, you know, well, right? you know there, there's been a lot of great work, in some of the some, some especially with Bugs and King Kong, and 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 some other movies. You know, the Mummy when we see the the Iraq the the uh, um, Oh, what are they called? The, the what are those beetles called? Uh the Egyptian beetles? I don't know. They they were they I Don't yeah, scream they, at the don't scream at because I can't think <laughs> of it. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Get, leave, leave a comment. Let us know what it is. Uh scarabs, that's what it is. Scarabs. Okay. You look at that. Yeah. It just busts out and it kind of turns into its mm. own creature. And that's the nice thing, is they're they're individuals, but they, they're a creature unto themselves, uh, when you get them into a into a mass like that and um just, just really impressive stuff. Uh, I have to say this. I haven't seen you know too much animation like like this no. uh, since The Matrix. You're right yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, I, totally.
2: Well, let me show you another one of my one of my favorites
1: too. Uh, this one is uh, another artist that that worked on. Uh, uh, he used actually thinking particles uh, for. Actually, this isn't the one. I don't think this is the one. Uh, uh, no, this is it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I jumped the gun. This is for one of the scenes of, of, of a bunch of mosquitoes that were coming and flying in front of the camera. I oh, thought this pretty pretty cool. Um, Thinking particles for 3D Studio Max, right, Bill, Bill? They don't make it for uh, Maya,
2: do no, they? No, not yet. But I mean, there there had been talk about porting it over, but right now it's it's a Max thing.
1: I mean, it's it's really really cool. This this is uh, he actually it is, does break down. It's very
2: sophisticated as well. The animation is highly sophisticated. You can see that each bug has its own behaviors.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of them are also on the on the rocks itself for this particular scene that he he was working on. Um, so yeah, thinking particles, thinking particles, stoke and fume. So that one's uh, pretty
2: cool. So beautiful work. Yeah. Yeah. So in a lot of ways they're 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 similar, and I think the the as far as you know, if if you'd like to to animate your own swarms and and. Uh, Flocks and stuff. You you don't have to be a an AI or you don't have to be a programmer. You don't have to be an AI expert. You don't you don't even have to know Maya. Uh, well, I mean, if you can use Maya uh, or, or Houdini, actually, Houdini has some really great great tools for for doing flocking and and swarming animations and, and schooling behaviors. But um, you know you can go um, you know you can go there well. I mean, there's, that's the high-quality route. I mean, if you really want to do high-quality stuff, yeah, you're going to want movie-quality stuff. You're going to want to use uh, the high-quality tools. But, you know, we've talked about these kind of things in the past, and there's a huge learning curves associated with a lot of these tools. Yes,
1: and just to, to, to uh, give some credit where credit's due, that, that uh, scene that you saw there, that mosquito crowd simulation, was uh, FX artist Jokman Jung. So I just want to make sure
2: I clarify that. Excellent, excellent. Well, I, I think... Um, as far as, you know, what, you, what it's actually called, uh, I think it's basically called, have we talked about procedural animation before, Sean? I don't think so. Uh, I was going to show procedural bees. Uh, I was going to say, this is a great example. I mean, these these uh, flocking and, and uh, swarming and schooling are all, you know, we, we call them behavioral animation, but they're, that's a subset of proceduralistic animation or proceduralism or procedural animation. Um,
1: yeah, we want to basic- show you- Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, please. let me yeah. let me show you this one. This, this is a, another one. This is a, a bee procedural bees a crowd system. Um, I know it's we we're talking about um, swarms, but this this one I, I think is is really amazing. Uh, this 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 one is uh, by uh, Harumo Yoshida. Uh, this this is really impressive. I thought all of the threatening and the panic bees running around, you know, cautious. Just, just all the different things that he's got simulating. Cause the big queen comes in there and starts moving them all away. And wow. Or no, that was a hornet. Oh yeah, my gosh. That was hornet. great. Right. I never noticed that the first time I saw that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Targeting the wasp actually, that was, not even a hornet. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of complicated stuff going on in there. It, I mean, it looks so realistic.
2: Wow. Very, yeah, and that's the cool thing about procedural animation. It's at its core, it's meant to animate, you know, hundreds of objects, you know, automatically, if you will, um, using what math. Yeah, or the rules you set up. You know, yes. guys, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, in the sen- instance of this animation, of course, when when w- one bee does this, the other bees then are tr- you know are within a certain vicinity are all triggered, are all made aware, and then trigger animations to attack you know the the, the wasp, and then the wasp triggers it triggers if so many bees are on the wasp, it triggers the wasp to to, to have do- death animations or writhing animations. It's all it's all, you set it up beforehand. It takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of Planning to get, to get these things to work out correctly, but once it's done right, it's it looks you, know, you can't tell the difference between this and and the real thing. No, no, that's amazing. I I have uh, just just
1: here's here's one of my favorite. Uh, um, there's there's another. Did you want to show something right now? No, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say one of my favorite, uh, I should say, swarming humanoid swarms that I've ever seen in any movie was this particular one. World War Z, of course. That's that's one of my favorites. Remember, we showed this. Uh, we yeah, showed that. Yeah,
2: and that, that's hard to. Yeah, that's not even crowd animation. Uh, that is that is swarming animation. That right. Is, that's, that's that's right because you can see it's a it's a it's a creature unto itself. It's living. It's it's
1: it's it's got tentacles itself, but human tentacles. Um, really amazing shot. I, I I was super impressed with this. the The actual tower thing kind of bothered me just a little bit because I remember I'd said I'd show that that PlayStation um, ad way back in the day um, when they had first done this, and I, I yes. remember it kind of I had seen it before, but it it just didn't. It was interesting to see it, but it didn't didn't really. I, I wasn't sold on this. It just looked fake to me. I, I, I'm sorry. It, it it did look fake to me. This whole thing, the 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 scene where. The next one where where the entire bus is being shot at and they all um, come blasting over the bus. That to me, I thought, looked pretty, pretty realistic. Um, But this particular scene, um, again, it it just kind of was fake to me.
2: (laughs) So what do you think? You know, I think of all the shots, it probably wasn't the most realistic of them. And I think here's the shot I think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but I, I like them as they're coming down the the, the corridor, the pathway, uh, and and just ramming into yes. the walls and just st- stopping it all up. And all these shots are actually pretty are really nicely done, and, and were just state of the art at the time they were they were done. We've come a long way with lighting, I think, as well.
1: Yeah, the, this 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 shot was probably my favorite favorite of the movies, and then of course, like you said, the corridor scenes. Uh, I just thought was really really impressive. This one coming down here, that oh, that's that a, yeah. where they're just falling over each other. I just wow and they're not they, they're actually colliding with each other which I thought was really neat
2: I've been to a concert like that
1: oh my gosh hopefully everybody <laughs> was okay well uh, do you have any other examples that you want to show
2: no, you know, I just wanted to talk about, you know, it, it, just just to finish up on the, my prior point, which was mm-hmm. you don't have to be an expert, to, and, and a lot of this that we're showing you is is top-notch, state of the art kind of stuff, and and uh, I just wanted to let you know that you don't have to do state of the art, uh, well, you don't have to spend a lot of time to get some good results. I guess is what I'm really trying to say, um, and so let me show you something. Uh, it's this is a product um, from, um, oh gosh, I, I and, and we're not we're not. Paid to, to to hawk this this product or anything like that, but it's a it's it's a pretty pretty cool uh, thing created by um, oh gosh let me put it up here. It's not the Particle Flocker, I, am, right? Am I playing? Yeah. Am I, is it playing? Nope.
1: What's going on here? That's okay. I mean I can talk about another particle system plugin for for Maya called Particle Flocker. Um, oh, which is really, okay. really good. Yeah, that one, they've got, they got a free version that you can try out um, right away. And then, there's, and then their full version is only about 40 bucks. Um, so you can, the, the, you, you were mentioning some of the features that they had. So you, have, you can do the same thing. You can, um, you have velocity matching, you have um, separation, basically um, particle avoidance, colliding with one, each other, uh, one another, keeping their distance away from neighboring particles. So you can use that same thing. Um, and then of course you can go right back to Maya itself. Uh, did you want to show that now?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is a, a plugin for uh, After Effects actually, and it's called um, it's called Flocks, and it, it's uh, pretty pretty nice. I mean, but you can do some pretty powerful things, and it actually looks pretty decent, and it's three D as well. I mean, you've got realistic bird animations, that, and you can do it. the nice thing about this these products is you can do it quickly, um, and they're kind of realistic. I mean, try to try to try to simulate something like this uh, out with Maya, or any of those other packages, it would be very, very um, challenging. Uh, but you can do stuff like this with just a, a simple After Effects plugin, uh, and make your day a lot easier. Um, from birds, to bats, to to seagulls, to um, really any any kind of bird. Actually, you know, I think they have a library of 18 birds. Um, they're high-res models that, that come with a package, I think. Oh, it's 12, sorry, 12 high-res birds. Uh, that you can use and uh, here's an example of those birds and they've got some really nice textures and they're not great for up close I mean you're not going to th- these are more for swarming flocking type of, you know where you're not going to see the birds up close or, or you know medium to to far range you know nothing close up and here's some examples of, of being used over live action footage so it's just really uh, very cool yeah that's cool. that's and, uh, that's impressive stuff for being right and
1: using it right within After Effects that's, that's yeah and that's you,
2: com- you comp it right on and uh, see, and there's an example of the faraway shot, just the, you know, the evening uh, sunset. And here's a uh, a pretty nice uh, one as well. And this one's called Schools. And this one uh, does the same thing, basically, but uh, does it for uh, fish. And so they've got a pretty ex- nice library of uh, fish and whales and sharks and uh this, Different uh, water effects, bubbles—you can see the bubbles coming up. That's all part of their, their, their school's pack uh, for After Effects, and so they've got some. It's—it's it's just you know, if, if you don't want to spend a lot of time and you need fish in your scene and they need to be 3D, this is probably going to be an op- option for you. Um, and these—I the, think these packs are like 50 bucks, something like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're pretty pretty affordable, and you get some pretty decent results. I mean, they're not—it's not 100%. If you look closely, you'll—you know—you'll you'll see some problems, but I mean. For most most kind of work that you might need stuff like this for, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, it looks good. They're going in be t- behind the seaweed, in
1: front of it. That look, that's amazing. That's that looks great. Wow, pretty impressed. I haven't seen that before.
2: Yeah, so well, here in this particular pack, there's there's a you know quite here here are the different fish that you can get. Wow, forty high res species. That's pretty impressive. Sea uh, sea lions and as well as uh, water effects like I was mentioning bubbles and, and light rays and stuff like that. So anyway. Well,
1: check that out. That's that's awesome, Bill. That great, great, great uh, example of something. Another software program, but you can use Maya uh, natively. They've got their own particle systems uh, within there, and you can use that. Um, Max has some. Um, I believe going back to my own personal experience, I did uh, for uh, Untold Legends: Dark Kingdom back in two thousand six. I did I did a flock of birds using Max script, um, which was pretty easy. It was a plugin that uh, scripting plugin that just came in with came with Max. Was a free free one. So it came right with it. Blender, you can do, do the same thing. And so mo- most 3D packages will have some type of uh, the ability to do something like that. But just real quickly, I want to show some really cool stuff. They're really, really short from um, Tyson Abel. He's um, a visual effects artist and um, he's an amazing um, coder too. He, he, I, I believe this particular um, software program that they're using uh, is uh, Tyflow. And let me show you a couple examples of that, Bill. This, this is pretty cool. He's got it on his Instagram page, and, and we'll put that in the, in the description of the video today. So check out these videos of, of these guys running into this big, huge uh, beam that's, that's spinning around. It's really, really neat. Very, very uh, World War Z-ish, you know. You get the same feeling. They're all being attracted to it. Here's another one where they're on bicycles, and this is kind of a funny one I thought he did. Uh, it's really, really great. And I guess the, the package itself was a complete rewrite of particle flow. Uh, that that came with uh, 3D Studio Max, and this one's uh, really nice. It's got rope and soft body dynamics and things like that that you can use too. Um, and and this one's kind of a creepy thing um, with with earthworms. Um, this this is really really neat. Um, I, I was a bunch of them just get dumped onto the ground, and all of a sudden they start coming together. And um, gosh, the rendering is really really cool too. And it's actually a, a, you know a humanoid come crawling with worms all over.
2: Isn't that creepy? Have you seen worm this one before? Worm man, worm man. No, that's really astonishing. Yeah, that, that's, that's really... I like great. how they fall off. You know, they actually detach. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty neat. That's outstanding, Sean. And,
1: and this last one, which is uh, very similar to the World War Z where they're going up, but it, look what it t- turns into a human being. <laughs> and it does it again. It just loops. Great job. Wow, what a fantastic artist. Yeah, that's, that's neat. Oh, we're getting to the end.
2: Wow. All right, we go ahead go- and jump, jump into the mailbag? That sounds great. All righty, I'll jump on the first one. This is from uh, He-Wan Jung. I've always loved CG, the CG Bros YouTube channel. I watched a bunch of short animations there, and that is even how I got to know my college. Oh, so we inspired you to go to college, He-Wan. That's, that's wonderful. At least to choose a school, by the way. Yes, uh, I believe
1: he is going to uh, Ringling. Uh, which awesome, is a fantastic awesome.
2: school in Florida. We love being an inspiration to, to folks. Absolutely.
1: And this next one's from Alice Vest. Uh, high quality content, care and dedication to the craft and a huge community of talented artists. Agree. Uh, that we do have a huge talent uh, uh, pool of artists that, that come and, and show their um, short films as well as uh, other, other uh, creative things that they, they want to show on our channel. So it, yeah, we appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Yes, and be sure to check out our YouTube channel and, and uh, get your your uh, inspiration. Get your inspiration as well. Yeah, there's a whole lot of great three D uh, animated short content there. Uh, in addition to these podcasts that you get to see every week. A uh, the next comment is from Yash Kumar. Yash says, "I will get a lot of exposure by streaming my work on the CG Bros, and as a wider audience would get to see my work, I might even get some genuine critique. And you know what? That's uh, Yash, that's that's really one of the benefits of having your video on our channel is, is you get real-world feedback. And, and as an mm-hmm. artist, you really want to know what the audience thinks of your work, and, and uh, they'll, they'll let you know. I mean, you'll, you'll find out if it's good or bad, and I think most, most artists want to know, you know, if they're good artists or, or bad artists or, or where they can improve or what they, what they can improve on or what people like the most, you know, and that's what you'll get. Uh, that's the kind of feedback you'll get when you feature your, your video on our channel. So uh, thanks again for being uh, the main part of our podcast today, and uh, we do them just for you. And we answered Brittany's question, how are swarming and flocking animations created? And we even talked about some uh, schooling animation as well, and touched on behavioral and procedural animation. And we hope that you enjoyed our conversation and learned something new uh, that you didn't know along the way. And if you did, help us out by sharing this video uh, around your inner circle, if you would. Um, and do uh, smash that like button as well. It helps the channel a lot by uh, helping YouTube find other great people just like you who are interested in this kind of content as well. So, uh, Oh, and by the way, if you've uh, got a subject that you'd like us to cover in the podcast, you can let us know by jumping onto our website at thecgbros.com, clicking the About Us tab, and then up to the Ask Us Anything button, uh, just like Brittany did. It's that simple. Uh, we're always looking to improve our podcast, and we'd really like to know what you think, so... Leave us a quick comment uh, down below and uh, let us know if you would. We bring you a new edition of
1: the CG Insider right here every week where we discuss anything having to do with computer graphics, CGI animation and digital VFX, as well as a a cornucopia of other related interesting and uh, other topics that uh, have been brought to our attention. Plethora, plethora. Plethora. If you haven't already checked out our YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? Don't miss out or share some of our best, or you can share some of our best uh, award-winning state-of-the-art CGI short films and entertainment that are on our channel. And we've also got some really cool breakdowns and VFX breakdowns and behind-the-scenes making-ofs created by some of the most talented new media producers
2: in the world today. And we are definitely looking forward to seeing you uh, for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great question submitted by a fan. How is CGI fire, smoke, and sparks created? Ah, that's going to be hot. Uh, We'll see you here next week. Bye for now.
0: Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how are swarming and flocking animations created? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment, too, because we might share it on a future podcast and mention you by name. Also... Please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only versions on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how is CGI, fire, smoke, and sparks created? This has been episode 2212 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.